0: Hello, podcast listeners. We know podcasts are a great way to catch up on a program that you may have missed on KSJE, and it's provided as a free service of this radio station. But you know, KSJE is now listener-supported, and so while you enjoy this podcast, we hope that you'll also take some time to join KSJE. Become a member today. It's quite easy to do. Just go to our website at ksje.com support and pick the level of support that best matches your budget. Thanks again for listening. Here's your podcast. Store Corner People's Drive Good afternoon. Welcome to the Cop Shop with FPD. I'm Chief Steve Heavy, and I'm not going to say with me as always because frankly we haven't been together live now for a couple of months. But uh, she is here, uh, she is back, and she is Shanice uh, FPDPIO. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, I we've I think you've only done one show without me. No, actually, you just did Scott's show, which I
0: no, I've done three or me. four without her. No,
1: we've done the pre-reporting. It has been a very long time though right. since we've done yes. a live. So. Feels good to be in the studio. Already late February. Lights.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, ti- times passing. Uh, you're right. We're back in the studio, uh, and and live for once. Uh, we've had a busy uh, several weeks now, uh, to everything from the legislative session to uh, Shanice just got back from Las Cruces and El Paso. I guess. Yeah. Uh, very warm. Uh, was it very warm?
1: It was. Uh, Makes me. Anxious for summer.
0: Yes. Well, it's right around the corner, that's for sure. But El Paso had uh, the funeral for the Las Cruces police officer uh, that was killed about a week and a half ago now, I think. On the 11th. On the 11th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and that was, you know, New Mexico is not that big, although we have uh, we have lots of police officers not, not compared to the rest of the country. Uh, when a New Mexico police officer gets killed, it's a huge deal in the state. Uh, and, and this one was, was just uh, unbelievable, um, stabbed to death uh, responding to a call. Um, but it was your first time going to a cop funeral and uh, you were doing some official photo taking for us and, and I think for Las Cruces too as it turns out a little bit. Um, but what was your impressions of the of the experience?
1: It was an honor to be part of it, um, it really was. So. The funeral was gigantic, um, which is kind of, you know, what, what I was expecting. But, yeah, officers from all throughout the state were there. Um, they actually closed down LCPD and had another uh, department covering for them so that most of their department could attend the funeral. Um, they didn't allow media. They I mean, they restricted them to a certain area, and they weren't allowed to walk freely. Um, so I was asked if I was media, and I let them know that I was police with, I was with the police department so they let me have full access so I was able to take pictures of the entire service um, which was great because I also got some super intimate pictures like of Jonah's son receiving his flag and you know up close pictures of LCPD's officers Um, just super intimate you know they weren't my place to post but they were great photos and I'm able to give those over to the department now so I was also able to help them in capturing something that was so tragic um and that it was it was sad it was a very sad service for sure
0: yeah if you've if you've never and here in farmington we haven't had that um event happen fortunately in decades um but in in anchorage I, we did have two cop funerals and then um you know i attended a few for some of the suburban departments and they're always very emotional mm-hmm. um and tough, you know, the officers are generally young. Uh, There was a, Palmer is just about 40 minutes outside of Anchorage, Um, and there was a Palmer police officer, small town, Um, and he makes a traffic stop in the local grocery store. You know, they're like Safeway there and and gets killed. Uh, The the guy's a a survivalist and, and just pops out and just shoots him to death and and we went to that funeral and he had just a little kid maybe 4 or 5 years old and and just seeing the little kid's reaction to it was just uh, was just brutal you know he's so young he doesn't really understand but yet uh, he knows something bigs up and and he knows his dad isn't there and so they they're always uh, emotional and then just from the the community standpoint of 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 losing somebody that's out and about every day trying to keep things uh, stable and calm Uh, and under control and then to die like that uh, was an ugly one so you know I I wanted you to have the chance to go down there I figured it would be a good chance to uh, to help out their department too Uh, because when you're going through something like that there's 1500 things coming at you Um, so I'm glad you were able to help them out some.
1: And once they reached out to me and saw the pictures and asked if I had any more like that was a great feeling to know that I've been in the hot spot like when we had the press conferences there's no way I could have done it alone and when you have an event like that, like, you can only have one person in one place, so it's hard to get all the pictures. Um, and It's like working a wedding. The more people that you have working and capturing that kind of stuff, you get more angles and you just capture more. Um, and there's no way I could have done the press conference without the sheriff's office and the, the Salmon County um, Devin helping me. So it was nice being able to, to help them with that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. So that was, we spent, we sent six down, I think. Um, and you, mm-hmm. and uh, it had our honor guard down there, at least members of it. And you can see Scott's actually putting on their website, uh, KSJE's website, the photos, uh, at least some of the photos that that we have. We also have them posted on on Farmington's Facebook page. Um, but you know, it was it it's always impressive. The the police officers, some big departments like Chicago. I don't know if you saw Chicago there, but uh, they have a group that just Goes around the country uh, to cop funerals, uh, you know, across the country, and uh, so you wind up seeing some departments from that far away uh, that this has impacted. And I always think that's, uh, you know, one of the good things of policing is, you know, we, we actually do pause for a moment and don't just hustle on to the next to the next event. We actually pause for a moment and, and remember the person that uh, that stood up for us as a as a society and laid their life on the line. Um, so this was this was tragic, um, but I'm glad you guys were able to go. I'm I'm proud that FPD played a role in it. So
1: yeah, me too. Um, Sergeant Gaines said that we cover everything within a thousand mile radius, and since I've been with the department, there's been three um, line of duty deaths.
0: Yes. So we we have been doing that for quite a while. I am a big believer in 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 that, and sending our staff off, um, you know, and just like you saw when we had our. Uh, May 15th shooting, um, you know, folks from around the country were calling and offering mm-hmm. help and, and trying to work with us, so, you know, that's a two-way street to me, and so we have been doing that for quite a while, and our our staff will drive up to a thousand miles uh, off to, to attend these funerals, and then once they get there, they frequently wind up playing a role, uh, somehow helping the agency uh, to prepare for the funeral, because um, now, now we've actually got quite a bit of experience going to these, so... Um, so that was, you know, that was a major part of our week um, here. Uh, but there were other events going on. We had uh, the legislative session, which we've talked about uh, on Scott show. And uh, in the past, uh, over the last 30 days, it was a 30-day session this year. Um, and it was primarily financial, but uh, within financial is a lot. and. And so we saw, uh, you know, several bills passed. I think we're still waiting to see, A, what's the governor gonna sign? And then B, what exactly is in all those bills? And I know we're trying to figure out that, but but one of the bills that was uh, very interesting to watch was the back to work bill, uh, which would allow in some limited cases, uh, officers and, and firefighters to retire and then come back into the profession, essentially, essentially to double dip. And I think it was 2010 or so when New Mexico uh, got out of that. Uh, but certainly the the struggles that we are all having across the state and getting and maintaining police officers uh, kind of help fuel the the need for that. I was pleased to see that it passed, although I'm not quite sure yet all the dynamics of it. I don't know if uh, officers have to come back as officers or firemen as firemen, or if they can also fill other civilian roles within the department, which you know which we also struggle to fill some. Uh, so we'll we'll keep our eye on that one. Uh, there was a gun waiting period um, that I believe passed, and I believe it was at seven days. I think the bill started off at 14-day waiting period and it, it eventually settled and passed at seven days. Uh, I assume the governor will, will pass that one. I think that's been one of our priorities. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see. And I think there were a few other bills that we're, we're kind of keeping our eye on, but um, it was a busy session. 30 days goes fast. And and like you're seeing on, on the gun bills, um, and even back to work, it's it's not necessarily just all financial. It's also some of the priorities that the governor's office has uh, along the way. So, uh, we think that FPD was able to to get some money designated for us um, uh, for helping us build out our new building uh, and renovate that, so that you know we have. Uh, some clear goals as to when the department will be able to move into that new building. And, and honestly, you've been in there and uh, we've, we've actually got some places set up for the PIO and, and for us to do some of the videotaping we do. Um, I'm, I'm excited at the prospect of us getting, getting going on building it out
1: yeah I'm excited too it's it's a beautiful building and yeah. our building that we're in now is so old like there's no elevator so it's hard when we're bringing people upstairs to meet with you or whatever yeah. and they're having to use the stairs and it's just a maze because there's been so much reconstruction and building new offices because we didn't have this space so it'll be great for the department once you're yeah. in there
0: no I I think so too and uh, the locations a little unusual because it's way down on the south side um, but in some ways, it'll also be a benefit. It's on a real high-access road, you know, with the Bloomfield Highway right there. So getting in and out of the department will be easy. Um, you know, we're, we're a little more hidden up on the hill right now. Um, so, you know, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm not sure yet the timetable. We'll, we'll keep you updated on that. We'll see how much money we, we really had um, earmarked for us and how fast we can get into it the department has been making progress we've we've had architects working on it for a while now Uh, they're they're kind of down to their final plans and once we once we have the money then we can go out to bid and start uh, doing some actual construction so i'm i that is a year and a half but it'll be two years in june already since we bought that building Uh, so you know that some someday before she needs reaches my age. That's <laughs> that's my goal. Is we will actually have the building in, uh, but we're not off to a great start yet. Uh, so we'll see.
1: Is the legislation session 30 days every year? Is it that is how not, that works? Or so or it's 30 it
0: days every other year. Okay. And 60 days every other year. Okay. So next year will be a 60-day session and those are those are wilder. They're, they're, anything can be brought up. Uh, within the 30-day window it has to be money related or the governor has to call it. Um, so like uh, some of the gun bills, uh, the governor had to call that you yes, I'll let you have gun bills. otherwise it's all um, it's all financial during the 30 day but the 60 days wide open, and you will see you you were here for it last year, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was new and there was a lot coming at us. Um, you know, you will see bills all over the place. Now, I think one of the bills this year they they did get is uh, harder sentencing on felons um, with guns, and I think a longer sentence for the for second degree murder. Um, so you know, a little a little off the beaten path, but again, it was you know the governor had set a priority of of getting, uh, you know, guns uh, and and some public safety bills uh, that had moved through. So, you know, I think that it was interesting here in New Mexico. When you start seeing it swinging back the other way where we're, we're going back to harder sentencing, um, it, it's, well, you know, there is a pendulum, uh, yeah. and, and it does kind of swing. And I think the last few years we've seen a little more chaos in some of our cities uh, than I think we, we're all comfortable with. Albuquerque probably driving a fair amount of it. Uh, for us, but, um, but you know, when you look at San Francisco, Oakland, and some of the other major cities, Chicago, um, and you can see the the seeds of, of why the pendulum kind of swings back a little bit. Well, maybe we need to keep, you know, a few more people uh, who are accused of violent crimes in jail. Uh, Even so.
1: Farmington, it's been surprising how many homicides we've had from Hasn't. half of the end of last year to the beginning of this year.
0: Yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, unfortunately, one of the characteristics, and, and I think we talked about it on Scott's show, some uh, of those homicides is DV-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we saw here in Minnesota, well, just as we're, you know, we're going through the process of burying the officer in Las Cruces, and uh, there were two officers and a paramedic shot to death responding to a DV call uh, in Minnesota uh, this last week. We, and that, that one honestly is, uh, you, you do not see that very often, that... Uh, you know, yes, police come under fire, multiple officers killed in a call is still pretty rare. And, and then uh, to, to wind up with a paramedic killed in the same incident, it's just, uh, that, that was stunning. And it looks like a, a smaller town, too. And unfortunately, in that one uh, from, you know, and I'm, I'm 30,000 miles away, just reading a little about it, but uh, it looked like the subject had um, previously lost his rights to gun ownership, and, and those rights had been had taken from him. Um, because of his behavior and uh, Somehow he got his hands on a gun anyway And so the very thing that they were worried about and I think they were worried about it 15 or 16 years ago If I recall uh, the news article when he lost his gun possession rights um, You know it it turned into a just horrific day and honestly in in my career I have not ever seen uh, fire paramedics targeted uh, but we've seen it more here lately over the last year, year and a half. You're seeing more direct targeting of, of firefighters um, and slash paramedics in the course of their job. And that's that's just a hell of a trend. And uh, I don't really know where it's coming from or why. Those folks are there to help. Uh, yes, the police are, but it's, it's a little easier to see why the police uh, are viewed as a threat. Uh, just very difficult for me to understand why You know, we'd be targeting paramedics who are there just to help people. Um, but... Uh, it was a terrible day in Minnesota uh, recently. So you um, you have been now a year and a half in your position, and it's one lying.
1: of the, it's why it's <laughs>
0: one of the biggest concerns you had was uh, the cop shop doing the cop shop.
1: It's still a big concern. I like the pre-recordings; those ones are my favorite. Like they're in the middle of the week. Like I I'm still in the zone, and yeah. So I, t-
0: I talked with Nicole this week, and she said, you know, I, I miss the cop shop.
1: <laughs> oh, let's bring her back. <laughs> yeah.
0: She said, I remember we, by the end, we, you know, we just get together, and we just kind of, you know, we didn't have everything written down. And you and I don't tend to do that, although you've done the question thing. So, uh, yeah, and is,
1: I love the structure of the question thing. Yeah. It gives us more of an agenda, and it's a it's more of a back and forth. And we know the specific things that we're going to talk about.
0: Well, and we get in a little more in-depth into some topics, yeah. um, which which is good, too. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she was more just, uh, you know, oh, I, I like just talking on the radio. <laughs> and it's not, and I, like, I don't think that's where Shanice is at still.
1: And I'd be fine with that. And, like, I wouldn't mind that at all. It's that. I can see my face right there on the screen. That's <laughs> That's not not what i love about this well i'm here i'm maybe you have to have a
0: curtain or something we pull over that so you can't actually see (laughs) that you're you're up on the screen
1: yeah
0: Uh, now i i got a haircut this morning and i don't know how i love how it's looking on your screen uh it's a little uh, jay did uh, did a little something different with my uh, design here Uh, but it's short and that i definitely needed.
1: I think, yeah, just the screen because, like, when I'm looking at you, it's your same haircut. Oh. But his lighting, it's it's oh, a intensive. little, yeah, your highlights are a little high. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I needed to go shorter because I, I've got my cast. And trying to wash your hair when this is in a garbage bag, and so you're really washing your hair with one hand yeah. is, is a bigger pain in the butt than you really would think it would be. Uh, and so I thought, well, you know, just... Shave as much of it as I can <laughs> off, and, and get me through. I've got three more weeks, uh, four more weeks with the cast, and uh, so far it appears to be healing well. Um, I'm I'm back roughing, uh, so you know that dedication. that has interrupted dedication. Yeah, that's good. Um, but I'll i look forward to to not having it on. It, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is inconvenient yeah. for simple stuff like that, like you know, drying yourself off. Uh, you know, putting on deodorant. Uh, you know, you can only do so much with one hand. Yeah. Uh, so that it's been a long time since I, I've, <laughs> I've had anything significant like that happen, uh, but yeah, this one has been unfortunate.
1: Have you gotten those really bad itches, like in the middle of your cast, like down in there?
0: You know, a, a little bit, but not, not that bad. A couple of times, and you know, I'm able to just kind of shake the cast a little bit and uh, and make it go, but. You know, no, it, it hasn't been that bad. The that's big, the biggest exactly. thing has really been trying to keep it dry while I'm yeah. showering. You know, so that's been the biggest pain in the butt. But, um, but honestly, it was, it was disappointing to break my wrist, you know, roughing basketball, playing it. I could live with, but just roughing it. Now it's just uh, a sign of uh, advanced years. Scott, do you know anything about that? I do not. You do not, Scott. You don't. Not. Chief, I'm <laughs> learning from you. He looks day. the same as he always did. <laughs> you know, he he isn't getting older. But I can tell you that was that was disappointing. Uh, but last night I refed the same team that um, so it was Gallup versus Aztec uh, that I was working the JV game, and the Gallup kids came back. They were up in Curtland last night, and so I was working them the first time since three weeks ago when I broke my wrist refing them last. Um, and they had been good kids, you know. When I when I went down, uh, it was right in front of their bench, and you know, play starts hustling the other way, and I'm still down. They just jump up a couple of them, and they pull me up and and get me running. And uh, you know, they they were good kids, uh, so it was good to see them again. It was a good solid game last night too, and the JV game was uh, like a four point game at the end. So, um, so I was glad to be back out there, but it'll be it'll be better when I'm not in the cast.
1: Yeah, so. and I think it's awesome. So you've been reffing since college, and then that's kind of how you got started with our local reffing. Cause, yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, I reffed in college, um, and then for the first few years that I was a cop. Um, but I was going, I went into the local jail up there uh, out in Palmer, um, and I was reffing rec league games, and you know, and I was known as a cop, and it just, it was less fun. Uh, by that point <laughs> especially inside the jail because they actually lock you in the jail it's not like they let you come and go and it it just got less fun uh, and so I stopped roughing there and, and then life just kind of happens and um, and the years just went by and I never did it again and then I was reading an article in 2019 of of the shortage of officials they're having and I thought you know I, I actually used to enjoy doing it and I could use getting off the couch and running around a little so so I joined up in 2019, much more structured here um, than, than what we had, you know, back then. Um, and so, you know, I've actually got people teaching me how to do it better than I was yeah. you know, doing it back then. So it, it's been quite the experience. I've, I've been doing it. Fifth year now doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah.
1: I did, like, unofficial roughing where there wasn't any kind of structure and you just learn whatever you can yes. um, when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club. And it was a blast, but I I didn't know any rules. Like, we just... However, I played is what I started calling, so, but yeah,
0: and there's a lot of calls, yeah, you know there are a lot of things to call, and uh, it that that was basically me in college. you know, started intramural and then did rec leagues and you know, so there's nobody really telling you what to do. It was more what you'd watch on TV mm-hmm. uh, and of course, you know you're roughing kids, they're not NBA, so you know the, the roughing's different uh, but the really the men's leagues. Uh, the rec leagues kind of disabused me of the notion of continuing to do it because uh, they all believed they were still Hall of Famers, if they ever were, uh, and, and it was only your call that was preventing them from being a Hall of Famer again. So <laughs> it, it got a little less enjoyable, especially in the jail, honestly. Yeah. So. Well, hey, that's, uh, that's our show this week. Um, we will have more for you on uh, the next show about what the governor does sign and what's in some of those bills. I think her, her signature has to be by March 6th, so, uh, so that's coming up quickly, and uh, we'll give you some updates on uh, our upcoming women's conference. That'll be in April, and uh, then we'll talk with really whatever Shanice wants to talk about. So, okay,
1: yeah. How's that? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> whatever I want to talk about, let's do it. <laughs>
0: there you go. Got
1: lots to talk about.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us here on The Cop Shop with FPD. Did you enjoy that podcast? We hope that you did. And if you did, share it with your friends. And if you really want to keep podcasts like this coming, please support KSJE. You can do it easily online at ksje.com.